0: Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard I'm a real go-getter, put Columbia on the map If you think I'm playing, yeah you think I'm playing Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street what's going on everybody this is the tribe 44 podcast presented to you by united citizens bank of southern kentucky it's the bank to come home to because it's locally owned and operated ucb provides the best in customer first care in adair county united citizens bank we do it all right here and we're going to go ahead and let you know we're pushing out a special episode this week uh an extra one if you will because we have very exciting news we learned over the christmas break that head coach steve stonebreaker is making his way from Casey County to Adair County to take over the football program at Adair County High School and we're so excited it's not every day that you take the guy that uh, won the district that you're in and he comes over and decides to coach your team after he just beat you this season. So it's not every day we get to do that. We're going to bring you this first segment. It's brought to you by Downey Eye Clinic. Downey's has been the leader of optometry services in Adair County since 1981, and they're committed to providing the best personalized eye care possible for the people of Columbia. Also, if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, and Coach Stonebreaker may be, call Luke Piles with Next Home Realty Experts. That's the man to call for all things real estate in Southern Kentucky. Residential, commercial, investment properties. He does it all. So give him a call or text today at 270 378 or message him on any social media platform. Just like always, I'm your host, Will Rich, and I am joined tonight by our fearless leader, Clay Turner. And Clay, we're just going to go ahead and jump right in to the interview. So, why don't you go ahead and introduce our esteemed guest for the night?
1: Tonight, we're going to be joined by none other than new Adair County High School football coach, Coach. Steve Stonebreaker just came off a stand at Casey County the last seven years where he went 44 and 30. We're very lucky to have him in Adair County, and we're lucky
0: to have him here tonight. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Great, Coach. I, I get to ask the first question tonight, uh, and it's going to be the uh, – I think it's the softball question for me because uh, I'm not a huge – I'm not a big football guy. I don't know the X's and O's. I love watching it. I don't know the X's and O's. That's Clay, so he's going to get the hard-hitting questions. But I just want to know what was it about the Adair County job that made you want
2: to uh, head over our way? Well, I think it's a good challenge. I think I think that's one thing. And I, I'm I'm somebody that's always taken programs that you know may, maybe haven't been the best and and you know aren't your traditional power type of programs, and you know try to work some magic and. Uh, bring about a, a level of success that they haven't had and kind of ignite a community and ignite a fan base. And uh, that's always been something I've enjoyed doing. You know, I've been in, in constant contact with Craig Biggs uh, over the last couple of months, who's the new AD over at the Derrick County high school. And uh, just very impressed with the vision and the direction that he has for the, for the football program and really athletics in general. And uh, there's just so many people at Dare County and, and that are working in the school system that um, are putting forth a good effort toward football now. And it's, it's going to be great to, uh, to jump in in the midst of that and, and really see what we can do.
0: You mentioned that you like to take these programs that maybe haven't been the best and kind of turn them around and make something out of them. And your resume proves that that is something that you can do. Can you tell us what it is? Because it, ta- it takes a special kind of person to be able to take over something and kind of build it from the ground up. So what is it about your personality that make you think makes you successful in that?
2: Well, one thing that that I think you, you've got to be as as a head football coach, and, and really if you were a CEO at a business, I mean – it's the same thing. You've got to be a problem solver. And, you know, every place has its positives and negatives. and You've got to solve some of the problems and some of the things that might have traditionally held back a program. So, you know, that's one aspect of it. Uh, one thing that I've always been able to do wherever I've gone is increase roster numbers. And that's going to be uh, one, of the, one of the first keys for us, really, is getting more players out and getting more participation and getting some guys that need to be out there playing football out on the gridiron. You know, and, and part of it's culture. I mean, one of the things that that, that people kind of know me for is is my offense and, and the way we produce numbers offensively. But more than anything else, I look at myself as a culture builder, and that's that's really the biggest thing. Is uh, when you're going in and taking over a program that has not really uh, had a lot of success, you're you're really changing the culture, and you hear that a lot. But uh, there's elements to that that got to be put into action, and and uh, that that's what we're going to do.
1: Coach, you you know, you talked about you're kind of known for your offense. You do call the plays, correct?
2: Absolutely, I sure do. You know, I look back
1: at your last seven years. I'm a me and Seth are big football guys. Will likes it, but he's not into it as much as I we are. And uh, I looked and because one thing I've noticed about your teams, even just you know, watching just a game or two a year, the last seven years, you guys are pretty balanced. The seven years, you guys had a 55 to 45 run versus pass ratio, which for high school is super balanced. And another thing that stuck out to me in the seven years, only one year, the quarterback was at least second in attempts. So tell us about you definitely like to run the quarterback. Well, I know personnel Mm -hmm. wise, that has to matter. But tell us just about some of your offensive philosophies.
2: Well, I mean, well, what balance means to me is that when you're able, when when you need to run the football, you're able to run the football, and when you need to throw the football, you're able to throw the football. I don't necessarily go out and strive to get as close to a fifty-fifty balance as possible. What I strive to get to is have the ability to run the ball when we need to run it, and have the ability to throw it when we need to throw it. And and I think by doing so, uh, you, you make yourself a little tougher to stop if you can if you can do both of those things and and there's a lot of high school teams that aren't able to do that and you know when when you're when you're coaching an underdog program I think one thing that is very critical one thing that's an important piece is is, is you got to have a quarterback centric offense just because the ability to have a quarterback centric offense and throw it a little bit gives you the ability to win some games with your offense whereas You know a lot of your traditional power programs that are going to really be solid in personnel across the board, those programs are going to be able to win the majority of their games with defense. Well, if you don't have really good team speed or you're not really solid up front as well as the back end, so on and so forth, it's more difficult to do that. And and you've got to have something a little different than what other teams have to compete. And uh, you've got to get more out of the quarterback position. So. Uh, you know, I, th- I think that's one thing. When you talk about running the quarterback, I mean, it's a simple. You know, I'm not I'm not a math whiz by any stretch, but you know, when when I'm running the quarterback, I can add an extra blocker, <laughs> so yeah, so I can even the- out numbers a little bit more. So I think I think that's something that is important, and that's why I try to do that so much. It's just the math of it. It's once again, you know, you're you're coaching an underdog type team, and you need as many blockers in front of that ball carrier as you can.
1: Coach, where did you get your offensive philosophy from?
2: Um, I mean, it's it's really the majority of, the, of it's the guys I played for. I mean, the run game is very similar to uh, what we had when I played for Hall of Fame coach Joe Hood at Warren Central High School. To be honest, I mean, it's it's based off an I formation running game. I mean, we we run you know zone insert is basically the old school isolation play, and then we'll run counter and we'll run some sweep, and and you know it's really I formation football from the shotgun is what it amounts to. A lot of a lot of it now is we're able to protect the run game with RPOs, uh, with the with you know, some of the new rules in football and some of the things that you can do offensively. Uh, once again as an underdog program, you've got to be able to take advantage of those rules. So, you know, we probably that's one thing we probably do more so than anybody as we run the RPO game. More so than probably anybody around here in this part of the state does. So that's something that's very critical for us. I, I guess I just kind of picked that up as I've went along here the last few years. But the pass game has evolved for me. I mean, some of it came from Union College when I played for Matt Ballard there, and the screen game came from a guy named Mike Emmendorfer at Wisconsin Platteville, who coached Division Three ball up there for years and, you know, had some evolution and some empty formations of what he was doing with the screen game. And uh, then when I coached at Center College under Andy Fryer, offensive coordinator was Tony Joe White, who's gone on to be a successful head coach and uh, learned a lot in, in the passing game from him as well. So, like I said, it's evolved a little bit. It's taken a little bit from all those guys.
1: You know, you, you mentioned the screen game. That's something that I've noticed over the years of you coaching that's really stood out is you guys have a lot of success in your screen game. And a lot of high school teams actually really don't even run screens really in general. But it seems like you guys run it as much or more than anybody.
2: We, we do. I mean, screens can end up being long handoffs. So, you know, depending on how a defense may be playing you, Um, There's certain types of screens that that are very good compared to others. And, you know, we we have, I'm I'm not going to say we have a real extensive screen game because we really don't, but we we do have multiple types of screens that we're able to use, you know, when we're afforded the opportunity. Uh, To be honest, our screen game really has not changed much since I first installed it in 2003 at Garrett County. The screen game something that has not really evolved a whole lot since then. We run the same types of screens and essentially teach them the same way we did 20 years ago
1: coach talk more about you know this past year your case county team was not predicted to do be very good and you guys won district for the first time speaking of you played at adair and had a i think a 21 point comeback or a 20 point comeback and that was a team that had a quarterback that was kind of mr do everything he was your leading rusher leading passer what about that team can you take with when you're starting this program at adair county
2: Well, I mean, once again, it comes down to culture and it's just, you know, the culture that you create, the culture that you're always going to compete regardless of circumstances. You know, you can be down 21 to nothing and, and come back and win the football game. You know, we were down at Russell County last year and they scored and kicked an extra point to go up on us one point with 36 seconds left in the game. And there we are, we've got 80 yards to drive to score and we score on a Hail Mary, the last play of the game, gives Estill County the last regular season game. You know they they had a seven three record I think and you know hosting the first round playoff game they ended up winning that and uh, we had twelve of twenty two starting positions out that game due to illness and and injury and uh, we ended up beating them and winning that game and uh, and that stuff comes down to culture it comes back to culture is what it comes back to it comes back to the ability to compete the ability to play through mistakes the ability to always believe that that you can win and. And that's what you've got to try to build in kids. And, 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 you know, that's a process. And how long that takes sometimes is different than others. But ultimately, that's the goal. And that's part of the daily process that you go through, whether you're in the weight room, on the practice field, wherever the case may be.
1: You no, know, Coach, you talked about how one of the first things you want to do is trying to get the numbers up. What is some of the first things you're, you know, once you got hired as, OK, this is what we need to do to start out?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, t- tomorrow will be the first time I'll actually meet with the kids as a group. I'll, I'll introduce myself tomorrow and, and, you know, we'll, we'll start discussing some of the things with the culture and then start working on some things with the mindset and the philosophy of what we're going to be doing in the off season, particularly with the strength and speed program and progress from there. But yeah, yeah. Getting numbers up is, is, is something that's going to be critical for us. So, I mean, I've already got a list of kids from talking to different people that uh, I'm going to target. Uh, that list will grow. And, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna try to meet up with some of those guys and then see if we can't get a helmet on them.
1: Coach, before she played at there, County, you had to scout at their County. Obviously, you know, don't know the whole team and you don't know every player. But when you scouted at their County, when you took the job, you obviously knew that a lot of guys were back from last year. So uh, what are some things that you saw from us last year, even though we didn't have a great year, that you can see us using in a positive way?
2: Well, I mean, I, I thought there were, you know, some some good linemen there. Um, you know, some of those guys are going to be seniors. When you uh, talk about guys like Trevez Taylor, he he's going to be a senior. I know Blake White is going to be a senior, and you know, those those are some guys that stood out a little bit up front. Had had a good core of linebackers. I thought, you know, with Byron Rogers being one of those guys, I thought he was a a good player, and I know he's going to be a senior this year. Timothy Strevel, I know, who's going to be a junior this year. Uh, Was another one of those guys at the linebacker position that is going to be somebody that that I think is going to be, bring a lot of production and be very positive um, in, in helping us accomplish some goals. Uh, Aiden Smith at free safety, I thought is is somebody who's a good athlete and somebody who's obviously going to be able to uh, to help us quite a bit. And then of course Lane Grant, who's going to be a junior as well, probably somebody you know as outside linebacker last year and you know going to probably you know play play a lot of different roles on offense for us to help us out but you know those are some of the guys that stood out and of course there's others but you know those those are the guys that you know you, you look at and you kind of you know see and think hey You know, these guys have some potential and, you know, there's some other guys that are going to work hard and and, and they're going to get there as well. But so much of it's going to be getting all the guys into the culture and into a team first attitude and those kind of things to make us successful. It's not going to be a collection of one or two guys here that that kind of stand out compared to the rest. We, you know, it's. Football is a sport where it takes everybody, and it takes as many guys as you can get. One of the things we did—we were fortunate enough to be able to do at Casey the last couple of years—is play the majority of our guys one way, and you, you've got to get numbers out. You got to get kids coached up, and you know if you—if you can do those kind of things, it can pay dividends for you.
0: Coach, backtracking a little bit, you talked about when you're kind of an underdog school, you need to have a quarterback centric offense. So what is it that you do to develop quarterbacks and and teach them to be able to run that RPO style offense? Cause you said there's not many people in high school that are running that. So I imagine that it's pretty difficult for kids to grasp and how is it that you're able to develop those guys and to do it so effectively?
2: Well, I mean, it it takes a little bit of time. The the quarterbacks have to uh, have spend a little bit more time with me than than anybody else. And a lot of it's done in the meeting room. It's done watching film and, and those kind of things. But the thing you've got to do as a coach is you've got to make sure there's a system there, a system of how to think through and progress through certain things mentally for your quarterbacks. And in the RPO game, that's what we have. It's the same thing in the drop back passing game so we simplified as much as we can in order to you know to get the outcome that we want but it it takes some time with those guys it really does and there's a lot of meetings involved and those kind of things and that's what it's going to take i'm actually a teacher down at the middle school
1: and uh, in regards to middle school programs typically the middle school team at casey county usually had uh, had a really nice offense as well and they usually ran the same kind of stuff and usually we're very disciplined. So what type of relationship are you going to have with the middle school students and the middle school players and trying to get those guys out and developing them?
2: Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that can be done. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you want to provide as much support as you can to the, to the middle school staff. And uh, I know Coach Stevens there has, has been there for a while and somebody who does a good job and does, you know, in my opinion, a really good job with numbers, a really good job getting kids out, keeping kids out. Trying to keep them pumped up about playing, and to me, that's the most important part of being a middle school coach is is what I mentioned there. But the guy that coached the majority of the years here for me at the middle school was actually my longest tenured assistant coach, and he he was with me longer than anybody. A guy by the name of Darren Summers, so he knew my offense, you know, as well as anybody on the planet, really. And um, you know, he was able to teach it and get it across to young kids and get it to to a point to where he could shave off certain things he didn't need for middle school and. Uh, really focus on uh, what they needed to do to have success there within the offense, but also prepare them for high school. So, uh, once again, that you know that that's going to be a process, and doing some of that, and you know, getting the getting the middle school kids prepared to to come in as freshmen and and uh, be able to know some things and be confident coming in.
1: Coach, I know you of course, have a son that plays. How special is it to be able to coach your your son? You know, of course, all these kids are mean a lot to you, but when it's your actual son, I'm sure it means a whole lot more.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, some days it's more special than others. Um, you know, I, I, one of the things I said at the banquet when I was introducing him is, you know, here's the guy that gets his tail chewed more than anybody else in practice. And that, that's the way it is as a coach's son. But no, I, it, it's it's a joy to be able to coach him. It really is. And, and he's somebody who's a really hard worker. And, and I'm proud of him for that. And I'm proud of him because he's a team first guy. And uh, I think that's That's so important, and that's why he's had a lot of success being a great teammate, and uh, you know, doing the things he needs to do within the culture, not to not to be separated as the coach's son. He does a really good job with those two things. So very proud of him, and it is a joy to coach him, and look forward to you know having him with the guys at Adair County the next two years.
1: Coach, you know, we've talked a lot about football. I have to ask, you going from Casey to Adair, is there any food in Casey you're gonna you're gonna miss? We're big, you know, well, we're big we, food people
2: up here. Oh, I know it. Uh, Anderson's Pizza now is my favorite pizza place in this part of the state. So I'm right there with you. I, I, I'm one of these guys, too. I go in and I analyze these restaurants now, especially these hometown-type restaurants. And, um, you know, I know you guys have uh, – Anderson's is is, uh, is is my place to go. And then Black Stallion over there, too, I really like. But uh, over here, we've got, of course, you know, Bread of Life is, is something, you know, most people know around here, but we've got two hometown-type Mexican restaurants that are really good. You know, those, those are those are places I hit up about once a week.
1: You know, when it comes to Mexican, I think all three of us we recommend the one on the square, Alcapoco. We're, uh, okay. we're big
2: Alcapoco okay. fans on the square. They don't sponsor
0: uh, this show, Coach, but we wish they did because yeah, we, we talk
1: about them all the time.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll have to
0: try it out so if you were a foodie how much does us recently figuring out that we're getting a zaxby's factor in your decision to come to a dare? <laughs> well
2: i'm I, I didn't know that to be honest but yeah i, I like some sauce. now that's that's good <laughs> that's uh that's a positive right there for sure and yeah solomon my son will like that too
0: good deal well coach we're tickled to death to have you we uh we appreciate you taking the time to to talk to us tonight can't wait to get to meet you in person uh, Tomorrow, probably, as we know mm-hmm. we our co-workers together, and we're just excited for what football season holds. We're so appreciative of you deciding to come over here. It's not every day that you can pull a coach at a, at a program like Adair with the resume that you've got. So we just want to thank you again for coming over, and we're just so excited for the things that are in store for Adair County football. Well, I
2: appreciate you guys for having me, and I'm certainly pumped up about getting it started. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Coach.
0: Thank you, Coach. All right. Thank you. Well, Clay, I think Coach Stonebreaker checked all the boxes for me. I'm very excited about what, what is in store. This discussion that we're fixing to have about the interview is brought to you by Jeffreys Hardware. Jeffreys is known to have what you need for your next project. Milwaukee Power Tools, Porter Paint, Rental Center, they've got it all. So go see the folks at Jeffreys Hardware, the friendly hardware store. What do you think, Clay? Check a lot of boxes for you? He does, and he's a, definitely a football guy. You listen to him talk, he, he knows exactly what he's talking about,
1: and uh, you know, he has his system and he has his plan of how he's going to turn the Camp
0: football program around, and I'm excited to see it. Absolutely stoked. I've got my new stadium chair that I got for Christmas, Clay. I'm going to get it out there to the football games. Excited to see an electric offense. We didn't ask any defensive questions, but you know what? It's uh, January 2nd. Who cares about defense on January yeah. 2nd? Now, when it gets close to the season, we're going to care a lot about defense. But right now, with Coach Stonebreaker coming in, we're gonna we we wanted to talk some offense with him. That's awesome! Very very excited. You as an Adair County fan, if you don't know anything about Coach Stonebreaker, you should be excited as well. Resume wise, Clay, we've talked about it before. I don't know if we've had a better hire. You can make a case; he's one of the most accomplished coaches the school's ever hired in any sport. Let yourself get excited because it's it's time.
2: Yeah. The Stonebreaker
0: oh. era is here. And uh, he's going to try to turn this program around. So we always want to hear from you. If you like the show, have suggestions, or you just want to give us a shout out, we're on Twitter, at Tribe44Podcast, Instagram under the same handle. We have Facebook. And so just give us a shout on any of those things. If, Clay, you don't have anything else, this has been the Tribe44 Podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your preferred method of listening just to make sure you never miss any content. And we will talk to you all later. Let's go. Despite what you do, who you are, Just stay true when you grind and go hard I'm a real go-getter, put Columbia on the map If you think I'm playing, yeah you think I'm playing Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street